Welcome to the Forward Healing Project. This is a weekly podcast where we acknowledge the challenges and grief experienced with infertility and miscarriage. Through honest and real talk, we will share stories, explore emotions, and seek healing by reclaiming, redefining, and renewing what it means to heal a hopeful heart. Welcome to the Forward Healing Project podcast. I'm your host, Whitney Allen. I am humbled and honored to be a part of your journey and grateful that you are a part of mine. If you're not already following me on Instagram, I'm at Forward Healing Project and also Healing Hopeful Hearts. You can listen to any past episodes on any podcast platform you subscribe with, and any shares or ratings are always appreciated. First, I want to start by apologizing for my radio silence last week. I'd planned to record, but after a 10-day work trip and then the Thanksgiving holiday, things didn't quite go as planned. And today, I want to talk about a few things that came up while I was on my trip. And I've been working through them in my head and my heart. And full disclosure, this episode's going to be a little bit of a wild ride. And I'm hoping that it all makes sense in the end. Um, but I had this phrase come to me while I was trying to process some news. And it's taken me down a few winding places that I'm going to share with you. And as I said, hopefully it will all make sense. While I was on my business trip, I learned that two people that I know that that they're expecting, they're not friends per se, but acquaintances nonetheless. I know them well enough. And I was a little surprised at how I reacted. Actually, I wasn't because I've been here before. And this wasn't some heartbreaking moment, just a little kick in the shin. But after sitting with the news, I had this thought pop into my head. We don't get over grief. We move through it. And this stuck with me. And I've been sitting with this for some time. I'm going to break this down a few different ways and eventually get to what I hope will bring it all together. And for me, at least, explain the root of it all. I do believe that we can heal and we should seek healing. But healing doesn't mean that it doesn't hurt. I'm liking this to forgiveness. Forgiveness doesn't mean that you forget the pain that someone caused you. It means that you release the power that you let them have over you. You release the anger and the resentment. But it doesn't mean you forget. It doesn't mean the memories don't still sting. I remember once I was in confession and I told the priest I was having a hard time forgiving someone because I didn't want to let them back in my life. And he said, you know, it's okay to forgive someone and tell them to lose your number. I kind of feel that way about this infertility, miscarriage, and childlessness wound. I have to find ways to release the power it has over me. But when I'm reminded of the wounds they have caused, and I'm reminded of the pain. And I think the key is to move through it. I think that's what the thought I had meant. I don't know that I'll ever be over it. I don't think I can, especially the miscarriage. I don't ever want to get over it. That was, is a child. And I never want to be over that loss. 
And in some ways, even the infertility, it's taught me a lot. It's changed me. And with a lot of work, I, with God's grace, have been able to use those changes, for the most part, for growth. The childlessness part, I still work through to some degree. But I digress. Back to that thought. You never get over the grief. You just move through it. Maybe grief was the wrong word, but maybe not. It's the word that came to me. I mean, in a lot of ways, I do still grieve. It just looks different than it did 10 years ago. And it occurred to me after all these years, the hours and money I have spent working on healing, and it's still there. This loss, any loss really, I suppose, given the gravity of the loss, never really leaves you. You don't get over it. You move through it, right? So what does this mean? Move through it. I'm not sure I know entirely, but I'm going to give it a shot here, at least from my own personal perspective. I think it means, for one, to accept the fact that this wound will never fully heal. It's too deep. Too much is lost. And I don't think we get over grief while the wound is still healing. And if the wound is too deep to heal, all you can do is move through the grief. You never truly get past it. I don't want to say get over it because even if you're able to close the wounds, you don't get over the wound. You might get through the place where it hurts too much, but you never get over the wound. I'm not sure I did that justice. And to be honest, I'm not sure I fully understand what this all means myself, but I found odd comfort in the realization that I'm not going to get past this, but I can move through it. And I was reminded that this is a journey. And like any journey, there will be bumps and sharp curves, blind hills, and unexpected delays. The news of the two people I knew that were expecting, it wasn't a delay. It wasn't even a blind hill. It was more of an unexpected speed bump. Like I was driving along and then bam, hard bump to remind me maybe I was going too fast. Maybe I had forgotten to do my healing work for a minute, and the speed bump launched me just a tad. I think also it was a reminder to me of where my weak parts are. We all have them. The ways the ugliness can get in. Mine is envy. Maybe it's jealousy. I always confuse the two. But that's mine. And my temptation is to lash out. To think or God forbid, say, mean things. Mostly think, thank God. And they sound a lot like this. I hope she knows what she's getting into. She has no business being a mom. I hope she likes raising a kid on her own because her husband's not going to help. Or she's sure going to have a hard time losing that baby weight. And all these thoughts went through my mind when I heard the news. It was like this ugly shield whipped out in order to deflect the pain. I know, right? I'm a total jerk, class A jerk. But these thoughts bum rushed me and they came into my mind fast and vicious. And I hate admitting it, but it's true. And I'm gonna guess I'm not the only one that experiences this. 
little mean girl's version of why them and not me. I'm not a mean girl, but I can have very uncharitable thoughts when wounded or when I'm trying to protect my wounds. It's my go-to. And I've done the work to recognize them and then abolish them and then find ways to forgive myself for thinking them. But I still hate that it happens and it does still happen. And it's a part of what made me see, or at least, I don't know, at least I saw that we don't get over the grief. We just move through it. Some days, most days, it's smooth sailing. But some days, the weak parts, yes, weak parts, doesn't mean I'm weak. It means I have weakness. There's a difference. But I think it's important to remember we have weakness. And sometimes those weak parts creep up. And when we're wounded or when old wounds are reopened, that weakness can take center stage. And I think it's part of realizing that we have to move through the grief. It's a temptation. Another temptation is to encounter that weakness and think that it's a dead end. It can be a place where we throw up our hands and fall to our knees. But that's what the devil wants, isn't it? He wants us to encounter these detours and assume that that's the end of the road. He wants us to say, we're stuck here in this place of pain and anger and envy, and we can't move through it. He wants us to forget that we know that we are strong and loved and healing. Little shout out to Father Zaki, who had us read the screw tape letters in high school. I still have my copy, and I've read it more than a few times over the years. There's a line where screw tape is talking to his nephew Wormwood, both demons, and it says, It is funny how mortals always picture us putting things into their minds. In reality, our best work is done by keeping things out. I think this is a good reminder when we forget that we need to be healing. We need to keep in our minds that we are on a journey, moving through the grief. And when we forget this, when it's kept out of our minds, we're likely to trip hard when faced with unexpected news, comments, or scenes we encounter. I'm not saying we need to be aware of our wounds all day, every day, because that would be terrible. What I'm saying is we need to not forget that we're on a healing journey. And we need to have a regular habit of healing work so we don't forget to work our healing muscles. I forgot. Life got in the way. And I slipped from my habit of prayer and reflection. And because of that, I slipped into my temptation to think some pretty gnarly things upon hearing two pregnancy announcements and needing to protect my wound. I mean, you would think I would know by now. But this can happen. I have hit many, many seemingly dead ends. And then I would get past them and think I was done grieving. I would fool myself that the wound had healed. I would, and still do at times, forget that I am moving through the pain. Why is this important? It's important because when we think we have moved past the wounded place, we can get tripped up when that wound tears even just a little. And when that wound is reopened, we're tempted, or at least I am. 
I think this is why the thought was given to me. We're moving through grief, not past it. Now, I know that I've used this quote before, but it's so profound. To me, it is anyway. I'm going to share it again. It's from Father Gregory Gregory Boyle, SJ. Y'all know I love the Jesuits. But Father Gregory has this quote, and he says, If we don't learn to embrace our wounds, we will be tempted to despise the wounded. Here's the catch. We are all wounded. And when we don't learn to embrace our wounds, or we forget we have them, we can be tempted to despise the wounded. So if we're all wounded, either by our own hand or by the hands of another, and we don't learn to embrace that wound, acknowledge it, remember that it's there, then we will be tempted to despise everyone. It's pretty heavy, right? I think all of this reflection is timely, that this is coming up now, right before Christmas. Stick with me a second. This upcoming holiday is rough for all of us on this journey. The family gatherings, the endless commercials with children, cute babes at mass, the reminder that another year is coming to an end. This season, while it is one that is surrounded around hopeful anticipation of Advent, it is also one, if not the hardest times of the year. So I think it's important now, more than ever, to be reminded that you are moving through grief, and that's okay. It's okay to recognize, and perhaps healing to recognize, that you're moving through the grief. It's important to remember that will be many. there will be many derailments over the next several weeks. So my point is, don't be like me. Don't forget that you're healing. There will be many times you will need to slap on a happy face, but don't let that roadblock stall you out. Don't let the temptation to despise the wounded creep in. It's easier said than done, and I'm not sure it's totally even possible. I mean, yes, with God, all things are possible, but you know what I mean? That's why it's important to recall that you are moving through, not past. I think it's unrealistic to think you move past this. I think you just move through different phases of it. I was trying to think about how to verbalize all this. And to be honest, I'm not sure I'm doing a very good job. But another way I thought about this moving through was my own faith journey. Just snapshot version. Cradle Catholic fell away from the church in high school. I never fell away from God, but I fell away from the church. Anyway, long story short, very long story. I came back as I was entering into my realization that we weren't going to have children. And I've had to move through my faith. There have been stop gaps, roadblocks, desert times, doubt, and acedia. And I have had to move through those periods in order to grow in my faith. Now, that's probably not the perfect analogy because you don't want to grow in your grief. But order to, in order to grow in your healing, you need to move through the grief. I mentioned acedia and just a quick, quick word here. I think we can unknowingly encounter acedia on this journey. I might do a whole podcast on that, but it can be a weak spot. And acedia, 
as described in the book The Noonday Devil by Jean-Charles Nault, is a gloomy combination of weariness, sadness, and a lack of purposefulness. It robs a person of his capacity for joy and leaves him feeling empty or void of meaning. Good gravy. That sounds a lot like what we encounter on this journey, and especially during difficult times like Christmas and Mother's Day. Now, acedia is typically used in the spiritual sense and about boredom and prayer, but it goes much deeper than that. And I think it says a lot about how we can feel when we hit a roadblock. And we forget that we must find a way to move through those times. I think I encountered this. I know I've encountered it in my past, but I think recently I've encountered it. Without realizing it, I think I entered into the beginning stages of acedia. And it was because leading up to learning about these pregnancy announcements, I had several weeks where I was in total overdrive in life and little to nothing in prayer. And prayer is the strongest healing tool there is, aside from God's grace. This episode was about a reflection I had on moving through grief. But I think the lesson here for me, it's really is, it was about the habit of prayer and what I was putting at the center of my life. It wasn't grief or pain. It wasn't envy or anger. It wasn't anything, really. I wasn't putting anything in the center. I was just in go mode. I'm really good at go mode. But go mode is not always good for me. Because when I'm in go go mode, I forget. I forget to put God first. I forget that I'm on a healing journey. And I had been ignoring my prayer and my conversations with God. I was literally just going through the motions to get from one day to the next. And I think we all experience this, probably pretty frequently. But when that mode pulls us away from God, it pulls us away from healing. Because he is the source of all healing. And we need to seek that source every day. Not just when things are hard. Good Lord, I hope this all makes sense to someone other than me. Okay, so I'm going to try to sum all this up. I told you it was going to be a winding road. I think I said wild ride, but anyway. In order to avoid or minimize the blows, the roadblocks, and derailments in your healing this season, and all seasons. Remember your healing tools, but more than anything, make sure you have a strong daily habit of prayer and reflection going into not only difficult times, but in all times. Because I strayed from my habit. I forgot I was moving through grief, moving towards healing. And I believe that's why I tripped and had really crappy thoughts. I let that wound deepen because I forgot don't forget. It's okay to pull over and take a rest, but we can never take our eyes off the road. It's then we are susceptible to our weak parts. It's then when we are taken off course because we are not looking. This started off as a meditation on this thought that I'm moving through grief, not past it. And it turned into an exploration of why I allowed some mean thoughts in. It was from pain. It was from my weak spots jealousy and envy. And why was I open to this? Because one, I'm human. And two, I forgot I was healing. 
I took my eyes off the road. And in doing so, I put my habit of prayer in the back seat. And when encountered with a challenge, I faltered. I'm always saying how important healing tools are and how we need to keep them sharp and at the ready. And I forgot. I'd like to say that it won't happen again, that I've been fully enlightened. But I know it will, because I'm human. But I am grateful for the reminder that I am traveling through grief, not past it. And I am grateful for the reminder that I cannot do this without God. I have to let him drive. I have to let him guide me through this. I hope this episode brings you some forward healing. I hope you continue to walk with me on this path to healing and join me next week as we continue to explore ways to redefine and renew what it means to have a hopeful heart. I pray for each of you, for your peace of heart and your intentions. I pray for your hope, happiness, and healing. I pray that you can find the strength to let God guide you through it. Our Lady of Sorrows, Our Lady of Consolation. Pray for us.